Hi, I'm Sarah Humphreys, the executive editor of Real Simple Magazine, a busy stepmother of two, and an amateur cook who loves to cook and loves to eat, but has lots of questions. And I'm Sarah Karnasevich, the food editor of RealSimple.com, a working mom, and a professional cook who tries to give you all the answers. And today, I think we're talking about something that is basically, if we had a high school popularity contest, it would win. <laughs> corn. Everybody loves corn. Everybody. At least in my family. All yeah. I can tell you is that you have to budget at least two ears per person. Yeah. And sometimes they go to three, even if they weigh under 50 pounds. Yeah, like, you always have to like add like another half dozen on to whatever you you're buying. You absolutely do. And... We wanted to do this episode now because it is the start of peak corn season. So if you're ever going to be consuming two, three ears a day, this, this is, is the, the time. time to do it. So we wanted to give all of our listeners all the information you need to pick the best ear of corn, cook it the best way, and devour it and be really happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we should just launch right into it, I would say. Yeah. Let's start at the supermarket or at the farmer's market um, and talk about choosing choosing ears of corn. How do you do it and how do you more importantly, not do it. Okay, yeah, right. That's really important because I think we can both agree that the number one rule is you don't want to be that person. Don't and you be know that, that person. person that I'm talking about, the one who picks up every ear of corn, starts peeling back the husk, wrinkles their nose, throws it back in, starts digging around until when you get up there, all that's left are these half-peeled rejects. Everybody wants to get the best piece of corn. I get that. But this is a thing where like you go to the stand or the supermarket and we all are in this together. We are playing this game of corn Russian roulette together. We are. So it is not fair for you to start peeling off the corn and leaving the discards for everyone else to get because by doing that, you're really hurting the corn that's left over. So when when the people who come after you get there, the corn is sad and shriveled and will be getting tough and starchy. That's It needs that protective coating of the husk. It just loses its freshness that much faster. So don't be that person. Absolutely don't. And that is just, just another reason why... Buy extra corn. Don't buy right. one per person. If you, you know, get home and start corn is not that expensive. Corn, it's not. Just get it. And if you start shucking it and you get that kind of moment, it's like wah wah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big, you know, wormhole or whatever. Well, too bad. You've well, got another ear. And the other thing is there are plenty of other ways you can evaluate it, you know, to a, a pretty, you know, good degree of certainty that you have a nice ear of corn without like having to see every inch of it. Okay, so how would you do that then? You can use your hand. Your hands will tell you a lot. You don't have to peel back that husk, but you should feel all over it, squeeze it. You want it to feel firm. You want it to feel like there aren't any sort of patchy valleys in it. Or those like damp spots, like those kind of like depressed damp regions. Yeah, you, that's those are like, you know, any place where you feel a recess that could be either kind of a mushy spot or a wormhole or something like that. You want firm, tight, round, you know, and it, you might feel less volume as you get towards the ends. That's okay. You know, and also if you get an ear of corn that has like a little bit of grody stuff at one end, you can always lop that off mm-hmm. and you still have plenty to work with. You want the husks to be tightly wrapped. Um, they should be you know, green, green. they shouldn't start to be yellowing or anything like that. And that silk that comes off the end should be glossy, shiny. 
And it should be a little bit tacky or moist. If that's dried out, that's a sign that the corn's old. Okay. That's really helpful. Don't peel it back. You can really, you can read the tea leaves without yeah, having to like. Yeah, and like you said, you know, invest in a little insurance. And if you get a dud, right. you have a backup. And there are very rarely times where you get a piece of corn that's just like completely inedible. Most oh, of the totally. time it's just like a little spot here or there. Okay. Well, that's great. So we've we've picked our corn. Ideally, you bring it home and you cook it right away. Right away. But if you don't, how long how long can you really store it? And how? I mean, the corn is going to be best within 24 hours. If you want that, if you're going to the farmer's market and you're buying corn and you want that awesome, sweet, summer, butter, sugar, corn taste, you want to eat that that night as soon as possible within mm-hmm. the next 24 hours. Beyond that, technically, you know, it'll last about three days, but it's going to get less sweet the longer it sits around. The the sugars convert to starch and it just loses. As soon as it's picked, basically, the Mm -hmm. sugars will start converting to starch. And that's the thing. I mean, it's all part of the experience, right? Going to the farmer's market or just going to the local store, whatever, and and, and grabbing your corn and eating, eating it that night. Okay, so let's talk about... Well, let's talk about shucking for a second okay. because we we were we were joking about this, but it's very true. <laughs> shucking is one of those jobs that you can give to children. Yeah, like if you have children in your life, they don't have to be your children. They can be like, any child. Yeah, any child under what say, well, like ten. Ten. Yeah, um, like an adult should never have to shuck corn because it's just like one of those tasks that should always be passed on to the younger generation. It's a great kitchen yeah. task that yeah. can happen outside, not in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, outside, but it keeps them out from under your feet. It takes and a long time. It takes time. a little while. And it takes you, some muscle. You can be really demanding. You can say, no, I don't want to see even like the tiniest little piece of that silk left on there. And The only yeah. parents, I mean, I'm sorry, the only adults that should be outside while shucking is going on or, or contributing to the shucking are grandparents who want some special time with their grandkids yeah. because that's the best moment Well, and ever. you know they're going to be like seated or stationary for a few Completely. minutes. Completely. So. <laughs> Get your claws into them when you yeah. can. So anyway, we just wanted to make that clear that no adult should have to shuck any corn. Okay, let's go to cook. So I always just boil corn. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you what I do because you can then tell me if it's wrong or right. Sure. I take a big pot. I put water in it. I put some salt in it. I don't mm-hmm. know if I need to do that. I bring it to a boil and then I put my corn in and I put it in for 10 minutes. Okay, that's longer than you need to Okay, do so it. that's why my corn gets all chewy. Yeah. Okay. Really, um, you know, if it, if you're getting that, like, super fresh corn, it really only needs to boil for, like, three to five minutes. Okay, that's brilliant. And that Or if it's, problem. like, a couple days old, you might push that a little longer. Okay. Like, five, six, seven. But never ten. But ten is really going too far. And okay. when you, again, like, how do you know it's overcooked? Well... Um, it's going to be less sweet because it's heat that speeds up that conversion of sugar to starch. Mm -hmm. So the longer it's in that boiling pot of water, the faster that's happening, the more that's happening. And you get that less sweet taste and you also get a texture, like you say, that's this weird mix between rubbery and mushy. Yes, so and the, and yeah. this and the current the outside of the kernels gets a little chewy. wrinkly. Yeah, wrinkly. Yeah, it's awful. It's like when you've been in the bathtub too long. Exactly. <laughs> that corn <laughs> has been in the bathtub too long. Um, so really, it's just like you're almost just giving it a quick shock to make it a, a little, I don't know, a little more tender when right. you're boiling that. Right. But you know, you can also steam it 
boiling is fine. Like boiling is classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do the same thing without having to like fill a whole pot up with water. And then wait. So sometimes it's a little faster. And wait. And steam. <laughs> yeah. So you can just steam it in an in inch of water. Um, and how long do you... St- so if you're doing the same steaming, thing, same, yeah. same length of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... Um, you know, another thing which can be fun in the summer, I think this has become more popular in the last few years, but it's great when it's hot and you don't want to do any cooking inside. You can also throw it on the grill, um, which can give it a nice kind of smoky flavor. Mm-hmm. And there's all different theories on like what the best way to do that. Do you soak it? Do you do this? Whatever. I think like the most basic way is just to peel the husk back, get the silky stuff out of there. Oil the corn a little bit, maybe salt it a little. I say oil instead of butter because butter can scorch, mm-hmm. will scorch faster than um, than oil, excuse me. And then wrap the husks back around it and put it on the grill that way. You want like a pretty hot grill, medium hot. how long are you doing that for? I would say like 12 to 15 minutes. Right. So, yeah. so it is, it's a cool idea, I feel yeah. like. I. I've had grilled corn. I'm not a huge fan of it. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I just don't do it right. But um, or whoever I ate it from didn't didn't do it correctly. But I think you know if you're into the whole grill thing, then it's it's kind of. A I don't cool know that experiment. it's necessarily that much better mm-hmm. than um, you know a steamed corn or something. It's just like an outside. But activity. it's like you can get it all done on your mixed grill that way. And if you're using wood charcoal or even just charcoal rather than a gas grill you you do get a smokier flavor i think with a gas grill it's less pronounced right um but it's good and then the, the, the last thing i wanted to say is like we're talking about cooking but the truth is that at this time of year when it's just like corn nirvana you don't have to cook it there are so many things that you can do with raw corn and so just slice those kernels right off the cob after you shuck it. And it's great in salads. Um, you just top, make a corn salad. We have a few really good recipes on the site for corn salads. Basically, you just shave it off the cob, toss it with a vinaigrette of oil and lemon juice, maybe some sliced chilies in there for a little heat, Yum. some shaved Parmesan. And you let that sit at room temperature for a little bit. And you're good to go. You don't need to cook your corn when it's this fresh and this sweet. I do that all the time. I, I just buy ears and I just, just you know, shave shave them off, put them on like in a bowl. Most the, of the, the time. Put the cob in a bowl. Yeah. A big bowl and shave off so it catches all the kernels and I just shove it in a salad. I put it in with like lettuce. Yeah. It's great with like shaved zucchini that you kind of salt oh. a little bit. This is like my favorite thing. A little shaved zucchini, maybe some herbs or some arugula in there and Parmesan and lemon juice. That's like my favorite summertime salad. Oh my salad. gosh. That sounds so good. And that helps use up any zucchini you have. Anybody who's a gardener. You know, that's always overflowing with zucchini. Okay, let's touch briefly on eating corn because we were talking about this. Everybody has their technique, <laughs> and it turns out that your technique actually says a lot about your personality. Okay, lay it um, on me. Okay, so you know you have the the classic typewriter technique. Um, this is my personal favorite yeah, technique. That's... In fact, it's the only m- method I think I would ever use. You too? Yeah, I'm there too. Um, I always go from the large end to the small end. I go from left to right. I do the same amount, the same number of rows at a time. Uh, it all. Let it... me guess what this says about you. <laughs> uh, so apparently... The typewriter style eaters live orderly, methodical lives. Like I actually was wondering if every single real, every single real simple editor <laughs> eats the, the typewriter style. 
Um, so that's the typewriter style. We, we know that. Uh, the rotary method is the one where you kind of hold it and you, you almost look like a squirrel where you go around, you uh-huh. twirl it, and you go kind of like... Like a spiral, a spiral, so, yeah. well, or 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 kind of vertical rows. Mm-hmm. You're going around, and then you're and then you're moving to the right. And you're going yeah. around again. This is how my stepson eats it. It's hilarious. He literally looks like a squirrel. <laughs> um, this person is like a more creative, uh, artistic type, apparently. So maybe the art department of Real Simple okay. eats rotary method. I will have to confirm that. And what about just like no pattern whatsoever? That, those are just crazy people. I don't yeah, understand. I would be scared. I would have to leave the table. <laughs> I would too. I would too. You know, I think that in the younger generation, when they have lost teeth, sometimes yeah. they have to do this method. Like the corn like the looks like it's, yeah. it's been put. Yeah, the hunt and peck. It's been put <laughs> through like a, you know, a food processor or something. It looks terrible. Or it's like a piece of balding corn. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I don't if If, if an adult is doing the the kind of hunt and peck method i have serious questions about who they are so you know look look around the table next time at your at your summer your summer barbecue and kind of do a little analysis of your friends and family personality test okay so let's talk we talked about putting raw corn in salads you know but how else do we eat it now clearly obviously just off the cob is just perfect yeah i mean i think that's like the first thing you want to do but i do have to say that um, when I'm buying corn at this time of year, which is like a couple times a week, I think we're eating it at dinner. I always buy extra, not only for the reason that you were saying before, which is like if you get a dud in there, then you have another one, but because I want to make sure that I have leftovers. And so at the end of dinner, whatever hasn't been eating, eaten, I just slice off the cob and put in a bowl and stash in the fridge and then the next day or the day after even um i use it to do things like last weekend i made a a rice salad so that was just basmati rice and leftover corn some edamame some red onions and again just maybe some torn up basil or mint from the garden and tossed in a simple vinaigrette salt and pepper and it was great you know we just burgers and that we were good to go. You can also, it's great if you're doing some summer baking, like corn muffins with blueberries and chunks of Ooh, corn kernels yum. in them. So good. Um, you can put them in pancakes. So like instead of doing Ooh. a blueberry pancake, you can just throw some corn in your batter and with maple syrup. Ooh, and that sounds so, so good. So good. It's so good. You can make Never salsa. Um, like kind of a or a relish, like a little sweet and sour relish for hot dogs, um, or you can do my personal favorite if you're going to like a potluck or something, or you just really want to treat yourself and make corn pudding. There's this corn pudding recipe that I always go back to, and it's amazing. It is by no stretch of the imagination healthy, <laughs> but it is so delicious. Well, it has the word so pudding in it. So every once in a while, it's where's the indulging co- in. corn pudding recipe from? Um, it's from a cookbook that like came out like a decade ago called I'm Almost Always Hungry, I think is the name of it. Laura Zerubin is the the author. Okay. And so it's her. You can Google that. It'll come up. But it, it has like butter and ricotta and heavy cream oh, yeah. and all, like, oh, yeah. sage. It is amazing. And I make it about once a year. And, you know, I, I like tweak it a little bit according to, you know, what I'm doing or if I have want to swap in a different herb or something like that. But it's her basic recipe. It is so good. And then the last thing I would just say is you've sliced everything off your cobs. You have your corn kernels. You want to reuse them. Great. There's a million ways to do it. But also you can use 
the cobs too. And I know that like Oh, I just with... toss them. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to do this every time, but it's nice. I I've been doing this a lot lately, so I keep the kernels in a bowl and then I just throw all the cobs back in the big pot that I yep. boiled them in or steamed them in. Add a little bit of water to cover and some salt and pepper and simmer that and you get a really great corn stock. Mm. It's very mildly flavored, but it really does taste like corn. And it's so awesome. You can make a quick soup with that or like a corn chowder or a fish soup or just a vegetable soup that has a nice corn undertone. Sounds delicious. And can you, you could freeze that then at some you point, You could right? freeze it. Yeah. I usually use it right away, but you could freeze it. That's great. I'm ready to buy some corn <laughs> uh, and not peel back the husks. Yeah. Don't so, be that person. Don't be that person. That's our parting yeah. words for today. Thank you so much for joining us today for Things Cooks Now. We'd like to thank our producer, Zach Dinerstein. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on iTunes. And for a million more great cooking tips and tricks and recipes, head to realsimple.com. If you have topics you'd like us to cover next time, you can tweet them to us at Sarah P. Humphreys or at SQ Karn. We'll be back next week.